directmotocross.com podcast show. Proudly sponsored by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com Direct Motocross Podcast, uh, coming to you from Las Vegas. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Usually these things are done over the phone. As a matter of fact, almost all of them are done over the phone, except very rare opportunity uh, in Las Vegas for the Enduro Cross, KTM race team manager, Andy White. Andy, what's up? How you doing, Steve? In the studio. In the studio. I've seen this place in... On uh, on the internet, and this is the real man cave. It is, isn't it? It's it perfect. Is. Women are not allowed past that that opening right there. I like all the Canadian uh, posters and jerseys. It's good. Yeah, rollerball. Yeah, roller signed rollerball roller photo. Yeah, probably maybe you raced. Yeah, rollerball racers Canada. Yeah. Rollerball jersey. Yeah, rollerball, rollerball. Um, what's your best rollerball star? Rollerball. I actually passed him at a national in no, Bay Como. No, you didn't. No, I did. you didn't. I did. I passed no him. No one passes the rollerball. I'll tell you. I passed him at Bay Como National when he had to pull in to get gas on his <laughs> RM500. And I, because th- they had a small little gas tank. Right. He pulled into the pit and I was like, oh, something's wrong with Ross. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to get an extra position. Right. And then like three laps later, he blew by me. And, uh, that was my rollerball. That was story. your rollerball story. Yeah. yeah, never got parked by him. Never in nothing like that. No, but another story. I was at Montreal Supercross racing it back in the eighties, and mm-hmm. uh, I used to have uh, really good starts, uh, hole shots in that in a qualifier, and uh, the crowd really liked Ross in Montreal. Who doesn't? You know, so uh, every time you pass somebody, the crowd would go ballistic, and I could hear yeah. him coming, yeah. and I'm like, you knew it was him. Oh, it's know, like the Terminator. I know he's coming. <laughs> right. and I didn't want to look back there. And uh, then he blew by me, and the crowd cheered. Right. And it was like cheering to pass a local. Yeah, yeah. And I'm from Montreal. Right. So it wasn't cool, but uh, whatever. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. When do you hire a rollerball? Because I think everything's okay with him now. So when do you hire a rollerball for a riding coach? When does that happen? I mean, I know it didn't work out with Blackfoot back in the day. But... I'm not quite sure of that. Uh... <laughs> kick, kick that JSR guy to the curb. I don't know. What has he done? What has he done? What has he done compared to rollerball? Well... I heard you have a conversation with JSR about who's the number one guy yeah, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, JSR is up there. I mean, he oh, he's number two. He make no mistake about it. I've told him he's number two. Yeah, he's he doesn't really seem to agree. Well, but. whatever. He, he's a good guy. He's local. He's uh, he's into it. He oh, he's he an awesome guy. Yeah. yeah, and and he's the second best Canadian rider of all time. Yeah, who's, and, we had this conversation the other day uh, via email. Who's the most underrated Canadian rider of all time? When when you think about it, when you think of a guy, obviously not JSR and you know not rollerball, like I'm thinking like a guy like Al Dick, who n- nobody ever talks about anymore. And and Carter, it's because Al disappeared for a while and he still is disappeared. But Doug Hoover, Hoover, won a couple titles. Mike Harden, yeah. Mike Harden went to Europe, did some GPs, All right. All right. won a 500 uh, Canadian National in '84, right. yeah, on a CR 500. Hoover won the '85 125s and the '88 500s over rollerball. There you go. So, um, who else? Uh, Carl Valencourt. I mean, everybody yeah. knows Carl. Yeah, I feel like Carl's not underrated though. He's badass. Um, another rider. He rode Kawasaki's. 
He's uh, the guy that owns uh, uh, No Fear. Oh, Sirwall? Sirwall. Well, he's not Canadian. He's half Canadian. That doesn't count. He's half Canadian. He owns Alias now. He does. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he was in Canada for a long time. He was. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyways, in town for Enduro Cross this weekend in Vegas. Thanks for coming by. The uh, the studio, appreciate it. All these things are always better in person than over the phone. Sure are. Um, Enduro Cross, I guess right off the bat, I'm going, you're going. I always tell everybody they gotta see one of these things, huh? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, it's, the first time I came down was one of the, I think it was the second year of the uh, Vegas Enduro Cross. I didn't know much about it. Uh, John Dowd, uh, Ryan Hughes were there, Lafferty, a whole bunch of top KTM riders. And uh, I, I watched it. It was like arena cross racing on steroids. Yeah. It was like bar-to-bar action. The the fans are pointing in every different direction all the time as the race is going on because things are happening everywhere. Yeah. And it's just you, you can't look at everything at the same time. It's just so much going on. It's crazy. It's cool. And and you don't have to be – like I tell people this too, and I'm bringing – there's a guy from Winnipeg coming down on Saturday. Not a moto buddy of mine. Just uh, grew up with him. We're, we're still buddies. I'm bringing him. He's into moto, like he follows it a little mm-hmm. bit because I do. He's gonna love it, and, and that's the kind of guy that I think that Enduro Cross always, always uh, really stands out to. You don't have to know anything. It's just excitement, action. You know, somebody falls down, they got to get up. You know, you see a guy come. Like it's perfect for. You don't need to be an enthusiast. You don't need to know, you know, Supercross format or anything. It, it's just crazy. It's uh, it's unreal. I remember that year with Ryan Hughes. He'd won the first year, so he was the. Uh, the the one that everybody thought would win the second year, and he didn't even qualify for the night because it looked like he was trying too hard. Yeah, and Dowdy, that, Rhino. and Dowdy was laughing his head off like, I, I don't even know how to do this. I'm a moto guy. Yeah, I ride the sand, and I'm gonna ride on rocks and wood and yeah. logs. And he went out there and smoked everybody because he was just took his time and relaxed and yeah. and won it. And of course, KTM, uh, Taddy Blazuziak and Mike Brown, uh, two of the top riders in the series. Taddy's leading the points once again. Yep. And uh, so it's a big it's a big series for KTM. It is uh, a very important series. It's televised this program mm-hmm. this uh, series. It hits major areas across the U.S. Uh, the arenas are jam packed full. Um, it's good promotion for KTM. Uh, there's a lot of KTM's in the uh, in the pro ranks, mm-hmm. even in the amateurs uh, during the day. Yeah, it's open up to amateurs, so it it's great for KTM for marketing and promoting. Uh, so this trip, business for you, pleasure? Like, what do you come down to Arena Cross? I mean, are you going to have some meetings, or is it just really come down, check out the Enduro Cross? Actually, we have a lot of Canadians that come down and compete. Uh, Bobby Prockno, oh, yeah? our yeah. number one Canadian, will be down. Our newly signed uh, KTM rider, Ryan Graffunder, cousin wait. of Corey Oh, yeah, Graffunder. I was going to say, wait, there's a Corey. Yeah, right. it's his cousin, Ryan from uh, Kamloops. Yeah. He'll be competing. We have uh, Bobby's uh, girlfriend, Shani, who's been winning quite a few of the Arena, uh, Arena Cross, Enduro Arena. Crosses. Yeah. Um, on the lady side, on the lady side. Uh, so we have uh, a, a good, I believe, I saw the list. There's like ten Canadians coming down for oh, this wow. event. Not many, huh? So yeah. we got Husaberg Riders as well. That's part of the KTM family. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to be competing, and this is a great time for me to uh, hang out with the off-road guys and yeah. and uh, talk business and show them that you care. I do care. <laughs> I do. No, but they all, they probably think you don't. Well, you know, off-road guys have that 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 complex. They do, but we talk on a regular basis. It's a mm-hmm. it's a good program. We support them directly, and uh, this is where I usually sign their new contracts for next year, mm-hmm. get them all set up, and uh, it's a good time to you know right. talk about the past and talk about the future. And uh, you didn't bring Ace Marketing Man Danny Bro down. No, oh. Danny's uh, holding the fort back at home. Oh, how's that working out with Danny Bro? Danny's doing a great job. He. Uh, he went from the corporate corporate world to the KTM. 
I'm not saying KTM is not corporate, but yeah. it's a little bit more open. A little more enthusiastic. It is. KTM, yeah. Um, he's he's deep into the uh, the marketing at KTM. I mean, he's involved in every aspect of KTM, from demo rides to the corporate shows, yeah. to co-oping uh, with dealers, uh, talking French with the Quebec dealers, uh, you know, approving flyers, ads, uh, just yeah. everything. He, I mean, yeah. handing out the bikes to riding the bikes to, you know, going out to the tracks with the new Dungey 450. I mean, he's just yeah. wide open. Um, probably, yeah, probably for him a little more, um, little more decisions, decisions in his, in his hands at KTM than Yamaha. Like it was oh definitely probably like way more, Hey Danny, do what you want. We uh, hired I mean, you to, to think about stuff. At the beginning of the year, we uh, sit down and uh, we go through all the projects and, uh, we uh, highlight, you know, which are the most important ones, and then we allocate budget, and we go through the whole program. And at the end of the day, okay, there's no more budget. That's where all the budget's going to be spent. Mm -hmm. Those are all your projects. Throw it on the calendar, and let's make it happen. Do it, yeah. And he was a little bit confident at the beginning. Oh, okay, I can do this in this amount of time. But then he realized, wow, you know, it takes a lot more time. So he's learning, and yeah. one year's gone by, and he it was a real good learning curve. And now he's prepared for a year yeah. or two. So it's going to be good. Now, for you yourself, you were doing the marketing for a while and the race team stuff. Do I was. You, do, you, do you notice a little bit, like, more time on your hands? Like, uh, a little more able to focus on racing and, and that kind of thing? Definitely spend more time on the racing, uh, but I didn't have Coltons and Dusties uh, <laughs> right, a couple years right. ago. Last This past year is the first year with these guys. And right. not that they need attention, but you have to give them a lot more attention yeah. because – they practice a lot more, ride a lot more. They're on the podium a lot. Right. Um, the mechanics, spare bikes, parts, practice bikes. I mean, just a lot, lot more work to be involved. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that uh, I'm not involved in the marketing side and racing. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and that Danny, does he eat a lot of poutine these days? Is I he... think he had one poutine, and uh, I think his wife got upset because it's cholesterol. Yeah, bad, not good know. for you. Uh, no, Danny Danny good. eats well. Okay. He eats good. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um. So... For yourself, uh, did you read my column on in, in um, uh, Inside Motocross a little while ago, a few months ago? About uh, about you and KTM program? Damn if I do, damn if I don't. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You read it. Uh, do you agree? Uh, you you put yourself out there this year. I did. Um, Twenty twelve. Uh, you know, it was it was like ah, if you win, ah, so what? They should have won. If you lose, Andy's team sucks. Yes. Not not that not that that's what it is, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean, right? I I agree. It uh it was a big risk at the beginning. Um, uh, about a year ago this time, um, we weren't sure where we were going with the riders. We had mm -hmm. Kyle Keast and uh, Willards and that kind of looking at them to sign again for twelve, and then uh, Blackfoot basically uh, sent out the uh, email and said that we're done, and uh, that opened the door to new riders, uh, new partners, and just changed everything. And uh, my direct boss uh, Florian. And I sat down and we looked at the whole project and this, you know, we wondered, should we take this huge project yeah. on or what? What do we do? Right. Um, and we didn't want to buy the Blackfoot program. Uh, we didn't want to just buy riders. It, we were in a transition year where there are older 450 going into the new 450. It, the timing wasn't the greatest. Uh, Dungey was about the only guy that had the new 450 with all the spare parts and everything. Mm -hmm. um, there was talk that we'd try and get it, but there was no way to test and develop it, have enough parts, and I just didn't want to go down that road. So we had to ride the older 450, which was cool. It was good. It yeah. worked. The, I mean, zero DNFs on the bike. Uh, it, it had a, a good record with Alessi and everything, mm -hmm. uh, but it just wasn't an EFI rocket ship out of the gate like 
the competitors. Right. So it the guys had to work hard on it. Um, so we presented that to the riders, saying, this is what you would ride. Are you interested in riding for us? Yeah. And both of them said, absolutely. We want to be with the best team in Canada. And you guys have a good track record. You've been around, you're solid, and you're the only factory team. Yeah. So that made me feel good. We put the budgets together. We were able to make it work. And then, you know, the pressure of all, you know, everybody saying, well, you bought Blackfoot. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. we didn't yeah. buy Blackfoot because, you know, we didn't buy their suspension guys and, you know, all the other guys. Yeah. It was, we did hire Andrew from uh, their engine department. Andrew McLean, and he did an outstanding job on the motors. He really didn't have much time to develop them like he did with the Yamahas and the Hondas. So we kind of threw him in the pit and said, okay, let's get these things yeah. going and do the best you can. And Colton came into the series with a concussion um, that he uh, had from Paula. So he didn't get the green light till like mid-February. So it was a slow start for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while to get him up to speed. Um Dusty, he had a lot of things uh, in front of him. He was getting married. Uh, he got down late to California. It was a, just a every, everything that could go wrong basically went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and then round one, it was just a huge mud fest, and yeah. anybody can win in the mud. Yep. Um, and it, it was a one line track. Uh, Colton tried many times to get around Gurky, and every time he took a different line, he'd lose two spots and yeah. then back up to Gurky again. And <laughs> it was just like, okay, let's just survive yeah. Nanaimo and then rebuild everything after that, thousands of dollars again. Right. And then we went to uh, round two, Kamloops, and uh, weather conditions were good. Track was rough. I was nervous because it was equal for, for Colton and uh, Gurky. And the two of them had exact lap times in practice. Yeah. I was like, okay, I feel good. I feel good. This is the real test. First moto, the gate drops. Gurky and uh, Colton come off the gate side by side. Corner one, side by side. Corner two, 180, side by side. Corner three, both of them crash. Yeah. They sl- slam into each other. Colton went over the bars, landed on a shoulder that had been previously injured, and re-injured it. <laughs> Season was, was over. It, yeah. Season was over. So... I mean, like, well, no, we didn't buy the Blackfoot deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it the bike's problem? No, no. It wasn't KTM's fault. Yeah. It was just a, a riding incident, racing incident that yeah. just went bad. I mean, things like that happen. I mean, we saw uh, Chad Reed in Supercross, and yeah. I mean, he was having a great season and just made an error. Yeah. The bike kicked him over the bars and went into the ground hard and destroyed his knee. RV in a corner just stuck his foot out and destroyed his knee. It's racing. It's Absolutely, racing. Yeah. And under my watch, it sucks that uh, <laughs> that uh, Colton couldn't win the championship. Uh, Colton did try to ride a couple more rounds after that, and he did yeah. really well. I mean, we did everything to get that. Yeah, but as well as you could hope hope for. But yeah. he wasn't far, far off the pace, no. which was great. Um, you were there, at Edmonton. You saw him riding, and he stuck with the guys for as long as he could. With yeah. the guy, good with the 20, shoulder. 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. a shoulder, it was like 20, 30 percent of what it should be. Right. So if the guy was a hundred percent, I wouldn't say he'd go out there and smoke everybody. Yeah. But it, the racing would be a lot more interesting. Yeah. You're telling me because as a spectator, we needed another guy in there. That's right. Good God, uh, Gurky had everybody handled. Getting Bobby, Canary could give him a run here and there, but yeah, it was. And then uh, we got Dusty. Dusty did start off rough, rough for the first first four rounds. Yeah. And uh, we brought him back to the East Coast and did some major homework, testing, development, for three weeks straight. We made him work his ass off. And uh, he came into Gopher Dunes feeling like a brand new guy. Uh, put some serious laps down. He had some bad luck. He fell off the bike uh, due to a, 
a guy T-boning him, which wasn't his fault. He went from corner one from third to 40th and worked yeah. his way back up to six. Uh, the weekend after St. Julie, he got the first overall. Yeah. Uh, in Moncton, second overall. St. Julie, I imagine for you, was a sigh of relief. First of all, it's your home race. Uh, second of all, it's like nothing had gone right. And and even Dusty had been struggling. I imagine at St. Julie, you were like, whew, okay, all uh, right. St. Julie was. The, <laughs> we could do it. It's funny because the year before, we were at St. Julie with uh, our lights guys in our 450, and we thought, okay, it's going to be a great weekend. It's in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And the weekend was a complete disaster. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, we can't have two week, two years in a row like that. Yeah. So went out and, I mean, Dusty rode like a real champion. I mean, I, I was speechless. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's the Dusty that I hired. Right. And same with uh, Jeremy and Kevin. I mean, those guys, great starts, and they just killed it out there. So it was a KTM weekend for sure in our backyard in front of 5,000 French Canadians. Right. It was just like super cool. And then from then on... Uh, Dusty had lots of confidence going into the last couple rounds. And it's funny, I was sitting down the other day looking at the results, and I realized from Gopher Dunes to Mon- uh, Gopher Dunes to Walton, the last five rounds, if it was only a five-round series, Dusty would have finished second in the series. Okay, yeah. So it showed that we really did our homework and that we, you know, yeah. going into 13, by the way, we just signed uh, Dusty for a new contract. Yeah. He's already tested a new bike, and I mean, he's super pumped, and... Right away, we've tested the bike side-by-side side with the, the Walton bike yep. at the same test track, the same day, the same hour, the same afternoon. And we're already two seconds a lot quicker on the new bike. The new bike and and that's what right. he needed to be able to battle with uh, right. with Teddy, uh, not Teddy, with uh, Gerke. Yeah. So we're right in the money. So you've been doing this a long time now. How many years running the KTM Canada race program? Even bef- Well, that's even before that, when you ran uh, Diablo Honda and these other t- When How long have you been doing this for? This is going into my... Uh, 13th year yeah okay yeah so 13 years of racing where does 2012 rank i guess it's fresh in your mind but where does it rank in terms of either great frustration or work at work effort put in like where i mean is, is it like any other year you had can you can you compare it i you know can you i i had hopes that we would win championships yeah. and we hired guys that could win it yep. and that was a, a change for me because in the 450 class in the years prior with KTM and Diablo and Suzuki and the other teams I had, we didn't have the kind of cash to go out and buy a 450 guy. Right. A good solid for, I've had uh, Cornell's, Kyle Keese, podium guys, but not yeah. like, you know, weekend yeah. after weekend, podium, podium, podium. So it was a real exciting year, but it was frustrating because of all the things that happened. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, it, it was a drag. It's not what I wanted. Sponsors were kind of, you know, bombed out about it but they know that's racing mm-hmm. and they're looking for a way better year next year and they're all on board again for next year that shows that right. we did a good job and not that we sucked at the end because we still had guys on the podium almost every weekend uh you know jeremy mr consistency out there yeah i mean he finished second first second first third whatever it was great for ktm uh kevin benoit came in and i was surprised at benoit i knew he's coming back from injury and i knew he did good the year before but he was as fast as Teddy or Jeremy, if not faster. I was pretty surprised. I, I think he shocked everybody. Yeah. I, I know his practicing and uh, JSR told me that uh, his speed was up. His endurance might not be 100% because he came yeah. off an ACL injury. Right. But I knew his speed out of the gate would be strong. The kid did want to prove to everybody that he deserves a ride for 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had zero, zero pressure on him because he wasn't riding for a team, right. like a big team. 
Uh, he, he didn't have championship points, so it was just weekend to weekend, just freaking hanging out and go Do for what it. You can, yeah. And that kid can hang it out. I mean, right. he he was outside lines, inside jumping over yeah. this, over that. He wasn't like, okay, I better stick to this line or I might lose a second. Right. He's like, screw it, I'm trying this line, and yeah. I'll go around the outside of you. Uh, what'd you make of Jeremy's year? Jeremy, uh, he, it was a good year. He uh, he's uh, like a tick off a of Teddy, pretty much, huh? Like, yeah, just you know, some tracks he was a little bit quicker, some tracks he won. But uh, once Teddy got in front, it was difficult for him to uh, to get up to him to to battle with him. Mm -hmm. uh, he'd stick with him for a long time and then lose a little bit at the end. In the West, it was difficult. Teddy knows the West a little bit better than yeah. Jeremy. Once we got to the East Coast. I felt Jeremy had the upper hand on him, but then Kevin jumped into the program and yeah. that whole program. Well, yeah, now, now you have your this Kevin guy maybe stealing some points from your rider. Obviously, you're helping Kevin out a lot, and, and he's he, you know he's a big part of your program, but he's not on the team. You're trying to make up points on Teddy Mayer, and Benoit sometimes is effing this up for you. Well, <laughs> but I mean, what are you going to do? Right? I, I couldn't tell him at round six or even round five at Gopher Dunes. Hey, uh, you know, put the sign out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brock move over. Right. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's too far yeah. uh, away for the championship. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's just not right. I right. Just, maybe the last weekend, last moto, yeah. there might be some team effort in there yeah, where yeah. like, okay, uh, okay, Kevin, I might need you to pull right. over and let Jeremy over. But, uh, you know, it, it just, it's right. the way the season happened. Yeah. So, um, so for 2013, you got Colton and Clatt, and the lights class is undecided in the in the works. It's in the works it's right the now. Works. Uh, Jeremy's uh, contract was up uh, November 1st. Okay. So uh, we're uh, we just finished signing Dusty, yep. and now it's the time to work on the lights program. Was was Dusty? Was it a 50-50 thing coming back? Were you just trying to get some budget? I mean, was it? How close did he come? To, did you come to talking to other guys, looking at other riders? I mean, how how big of a decision was it for you? It wasn't that hard because uh, even though he stunk at Montreal, what happened at Montreal? Uh, well, we'll talk about Montreal after. Okay, Montreal's okay. a different story. All right. Um, R Red Bull, Royal, Fox, uh, KTM is all Canadian, and we yep. really want Canadian guys. And Red Bull, Fox are really focused on Canadians. Um, that's changed over the years. I used to be. Yeah, all you about, were the American guy. I was. Well, you were. You could buy Americans for a good price and send them home. <laughs> And then like a stock. Yeah, it's like you fly him in, do the event, and you fly him home, and right. you wouldn't have to talk to him until the next weekend. You know, send some parts home right. with them to work on their practice bike. Right. But uh, usually the Americans you hired were, were fast, like Eric Nyes yeah. and Willards and Matt Barnes. I mean, these guys were proven fast light riders. I forgot about Barnes. Uh, forgot all about him. He's yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. These guys were wicked fast, and, uh, you know, they were the guys that just couldn't get the deals in the U.S. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't know the Canadian tracks, but they were wicked fast up here. And they were way cheaper than hiring a Canadian because the Canadian guy would want five, six bikes, yeah. millions of dollars in parts and travel and mechanics and just didn't have the budget. So what's changed now is your sponsors. My sponsors changed. They wanted Canadians. They so want Canadians. I looked at well, who was available in the 450 class and Dusty, to me, you did an Dusty, awesome job. Kyle Keist, I imagine, was available. Uh, Tyler Medaglia. Tyler, yeah, Medaglia. Moffin Buyer. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, I love those guys, but Allison Brothers, you Dusty know, still to me. To me, Dusty, when he's on his game, like yeah. he was the last five rounds, I don't think anybody else can beat him on the track. Right. So, uh, well, I think Colton can. 
possibly. I right, mean, those right. guys have been battling for years, yeah, they have for been, years right, and right. years and years. So it was almost, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. I really wanted Dusty, and I had really good talks with Dusty and said, listen, you know, going into 13, we've really got to change up our program. Um, we didn't expect uh, Gurky and Canary to come in so strong. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other American in history has ever done the full Supercross season and then jumped into the right. Canadian program. And, and you had two of them. And had two yeah. of them. And the two of them were finishing sometimes top 10. Yeah. And they had great momentum, great confidence, and they jumped in. And both of them have ridden Canada before, so they knew the whole yeah. Canadian scene. They knew the tracks. Uh, they knew what Nanaimo looked like. Yeah. They knew what Kamloops. You know, they knew everything. So it was just a good program for them. I think Dusty just underrated the whole – didn't yeah. expect them to come out right. that fast. So uh, – once Dusty figured it out, when we figured it out and got right. his bike better dialed in, it was easy for me to choose. And then we got on the new 13 and tested it yeah. late in Much the season better. while we were still under contract. And he's like, wow, this bike is yeah. unbelievable. It turns on a dime. It's so light. It, re- it The response on the EFI, it's just incredible. Yeah. Why didn't we have this bike 12 months ago? Yeah, yeah. So he, he really wants to prove to everybody that, you know, Dusty's not dead. And, uh, Dusty's going to prove to everybody that he can do it. If if you could do it again, would you have pushed harder for the 2012 bike, or could you have gotten the 2012 bike if you had, you know, called up John Eric or called up the Coster? Like looking back on it, I think maybe that was a a, a miscalculation by yourself and everything else. The bike's pretty badass, but could it or even happen at all? Or no? I mean, what? It. Um, we probably could have got a couple bikes. But practice bikes yeah. would have been hard. Practice parts would have been hard. Okay, so yeah, the the bike you did is, what you could. Yeah, the, there's a lot on that bike is totally like the whole motor yeah. is totally different. Right. Some of the plastic parts are interchangeable, but the main parts yeah, like yeah. the clutch, the top end, right. the crank, the tranny, the EFI, the mapping, pff, had no clue on. So that. there there was no option, no, no real option. Maybe later right. in the season we could have maybe implemented one, but yeah. neither one of the guys wanted to go out and redevelop. Oh, a new bike yeah. after they really felt comfortable. And you had one guy that was hurt, too. And, well, yeah. Colton couldn't test or develop. Right. He was basically done. And Dusty said, you know what? This uh, 12 non-EFI bike, I've got it dialed in. Yeah. It finally, I finally feel really good on it. It's taken a while for me to adapt yeah. to it from riding Yamahas and Hondas and Cowies. I really feel good on it. Let's continue riding that. Yeah. And it worked out because he ended up winning St. Julie. And getting podiums the rest of the season now you're, you're so your 2013 program's already you're already ahead of the game you feel like uh, from last year we're way ahead of yeah. the game feel like bikes are out riders oh, yeah. testing colton's yeah. uh colton's you know riding again now he got the clearance from his doctor about uh six weeks ago eight weeks ago just after montreal yep and uh, he's been on that bike quite a bit testing uh new suspension uh motor andrew's done some great work on the uh, mapping of the motor mm-hmm. um it's it, we're light years ahead of where we were last year, right, right. and Dusty as well. Uh, prior to Montreal, uh, Supercross, he came down for a weekend, started testing uh, the new bike for outdoors, and right away, our outdoor lap times had improved like ridiculous numbers. Yeah. And we only spent three or four days just dialing the bike in, getting it to you know to where he liked it, the right bars, the right yeah. foot pegs, the right sag, the uh, tire compounds, the gearing. I mean, there's so much to do on these bikes to gain half a second, a quarter yeah. of a second. And every second you gain in a moto in 40, 40 yeah. minutes is huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. 
please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. What about yourself and your team? Uh, does your budget change at all? Does uh, does the success or the failure, uh, either one, however you want to put it, of your program, does it change for 2013? or No. It are you working the same? It's basically the same. Yep. Same budgets. Um, we're just going to be smarter with the budget. Uh, we were able to use some of the budget from 12 to develop the 13s. With Cole's, uh, uh, Colton's injury, we saved some bonus money in that that we used to develop the new bikes oh, yeah. and get a head start. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a win-win for us. Can you insure the bonuses? Do you do that up there like they do down here? You can, but how would you do it against Colt? You, you, he's yeah. won too yeah. many championships. The insurance money yeah. would charge you basically one for one. Like doing Stewart is what Stewart told me he's doing for him. Yeah. yeah. Although he hasn't won for a while. but. Um, well, yeah, so so you're going to the, – the trials and tribulations of 2012 are really going to help you in 2013. Uh, no, I mean, just – No doubt. Yeah, no everything doubt. that you went through. I learned so much in 12. I learned more in 12 than I probably did the last four or now, five years together. Let me ask you this, though. So you're the racing guy. You've been doing it for a long time. Florian, you mentioned Florian is your boss. Uh, I know John Eric in the U.S. is a big racing fanatic. I'm sure he had an eye on your results and what was going on. Does any of that, and you and I both know being in the trenches, that it doesn't come back on you necessarily, but it, in a way it does. Did any of this come back on you? I mean, did you feel like, shit, I'm letting these dudes down? Even though, you know, you can't control Gurky and Colton colliding and you can't control, but, um, you know? I did because, uh, you know. Ultimately, this is your call. It's my call, but yeah. my boss, Floria, is my direct boss, and I mean, he wasn't happy with the way the results were at the end of the year, and uh, we had some long talks and you know about going into new year of 13. Was I prepared to make changes and step mm -hmm. up the program to get it yeah. where it is? And you know, Andy, you got to be a tougher guy on the guys. You got to tell them this, that, the other. Yes, we're going to test an extra two days in the rain. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've. I think I've had it pretty easy up until last year with the guys I've had yeah. uh, with the budgets, and we've done I mean, really well. You make well. a case that you might have over-delivered for what you've been paying and what you've been producing. Possibly, Maybe, yeah. 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 But, uh, I, you know, it was a tough year, and I feel that uh, this 13-year, I, I have a, a way better game plan coming into the program. Yeah. Um, I've got the right people behind us. Uh, we have the, you know, the perfect sponsors. We've got the best people supporting us in the industry, the best product. Um We've got, we're starting this testing way earlier than before. The guys are healthy. Uh, we know where we went wrong last year. And, you know, we did a post-mortem and, you know, we, we want to dominate next year. That's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, our sales, you know, race on Sunday, sell on Monday. I do believe it. And especially in Canada, where they're Canadian riders, um, if our Canadian riders are doing well, I think the Canadian public could buy that bike down the street from from where they live, yeah. and if Colton Dusty are killing it, we're going to sell more bikes. So yeah. it's my job to make sure that my guys win so the sales guys have an easier job selling. I don't know if you want to help out sales in the Maritimes and all, but there's this guy that's on and off again with his comebacks. Noof, I, I can't help but think you're you're missing the mark on that, and I, his sales in the Maritimes. Well, I heard that Noof kind of, he's a West Coast guy now. 
Yeah, that's true. So yeah. forgot his roots and all that. Yeah, you right, know, right. so now we're looking for the next best thing in the East Coast. Right, right. So we're going to be doing something different this year. Um, Dusty, who is a Westerner, will be moving to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. To uh, well, it worked for him in the second half of the it year. It did. So we're going to do it again. And uh, it was his his story. It was his idea. It's like, listen, I got to get into the uh, the, the uh, hot, humid weather earlier. Away and, from his pugs and everything. Uh, no, I, well, yeah, I guess uh, from the... Well, actually, we're, we're going to bring the family oh, to the okay, East Coast. Okay, yeah, we're going to bring pugs and everybody. Right, so right. he feels comfortable. I mean, he was away from home a long time last year. And I felt bad, you know, being a, a brand new father and everything mm-hmm. with a new kid. And yeah. So we're going to bring the family. So... He'll ride and test in uh, in the Maritimes. His mechanic Adam lives right down the road. Um, he can work on his practice bikes. He's not far from us. Yeah. We can fly him in cheap and and test. Can can we can we talk about your suspension or no? Um, can we? Yeah, we can talk about uh, going into thirteen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You do anything different for thirteen for your suspension? Yeah, we're we're gonna go in a different uh, direction. Okay. Um, the direction that you went in the second half of twelve. Well, yes, yes, we went in a different direction. I guess it's out of the bag now. It's a hot now. seat. It's I mean, I've written about it. I've talked about it before. I, I think you're to be admired for that. I've been on race teams. I was a mechanic for 11 years. And you would go to the manager and go, hey, this red coffee cup does not work. It's bad. It doesn't work for whatever reason. The rider needs a blue coffee cup. And the manager goes, screw you. We're using a red. And then... You repeat the succession of sucking balls. You, I admire it because the rider said, I need a blue coffee cup, not this red one. And you went, okay, we will try the blue coffee cup. We will try it. Now, whether it helped or not, who knows? In this case, it really did. And I think you're to be commended for changing your mind and going against the stream when a lot of managers would have told the rider, shut up, ride the bike, be happy you have a job, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's cool, and it worked. It did. Um, it was a. It was. A, I was in a difficult position. You were. And after four rounds with uh, with Dusty, um, this wasn't the Dusty that we knew. Right. I mean, his fitness to me might not have been a hundred percent, but he can definitely still ride a bike. He led at Calgary both motos. Mm-hmm. He fell off the bike. He had, he was fast and Edmonton. He just couldn't stay on that bike. I feel that. The development prior to season was not enough for him. I think he was a little bit too fast on the switch saying, it's okay, I want to get home and see my family. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I think it's all good. <laughs> right, but right. when he was riding the tracks in California at, uh, at uh, Paris and uh, Milestones yeah. and uh, Elsinore in the mornings, the track's a highway. Yeah. When you go to Nanaimo or Camelot. Well, there's a reason why Pro Circuit doesn't show up till 2 at Glen Helen. They really don't. They show up at 2, 2 p.m. But this is the old Dusty, and this is how Dusty did it in the past. Yeah. And he relied on his 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 uh, no, ability yeah, his to ability, go out there yeah. and kill it. Right. Well, he just couldn't make it happen. So the pressure was on me. Do we take the shot and go and do some testing? With the blue coffee cup? With the blue coffee cup. Right. And te- uh, lap times will only tell the truth. Yeah. So we tested it with the red coffee cup and the blue coffee cup, and the lap times improved yeah huge and you've been there as a racer you know how it's between your ears too you know this is a problem that a lot of non-racers don't understand that um it could be even worse the the blue cup could be even worse right but because the rider has confidence mm-hmm. in that blue cup yeah yeah that coffee is going to taste so much better yes absolutely and we've talked about it we all know riders that 
have to have a certain guy work on the bike. He could be the worst mechanic in the world, but he's got like all me. the confidence. Yeah. Like Timmy needed me. Well, I was leaving know, shit loose all the time, but it didn't matter. Hey, Timmy knew that <laughs> you were there for him. So, uh, right. And uh, I felt, you know what, uh, Dusty had a really good career with uh, the blue coffee cup. Yeah. And oh, I, I didn't even mean that. I didn't even do the colors on purpose. But oh, it worked out. Yeah, but right. I didn't even do the colors on purpose, right? So, you know, we, we tried that angle. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing was that uh, we had to talk with the, the, the sponsors. The Red Coffee Cup. And um, they totally understood. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The owner of that company uh, knew um, that rider's confidence is, is all about, you know, winning is confidence. Yeah. And if the rider just doesn't have it, he's not going to deliver. Going into 13, things have changed. Um, the company that we worked for or worked with don't really have much of a presence in Canada anymore. And they can't be there for us all the time like they were years and years ago. Right. So we have to go with someone that is there based in Canada that uh, has a, a history of working with these riders. Right. And uh, these riders have confidence with him. And uh, it it's kind of like a no-brainer, but I really feel bad because we had a really good relationship with the other company. Right. But the other company did call and say, listen, I don't think we don't think we can deliver to the expectation that you're looking for. Right. We can't test as much as you want. We know you're going to want to do a lot more this year, and we just can't be there as much as you want. Right. So maybe it's in best interest on both partner sides to say, okay, shake our hands and say, yeah. we had a good, good five, six, seven years. Yeah. Well, let's just move on and... Best of luck to both parties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my off-road team really likes the red cup. Yep. And my motor guys like the blue cup. Right. And everybody's happy. Yeah, it's good. No, I think it's, like I said, I think you're to be commended for trying it. A lot of managers would have a closed mind and be like, hey, too bad, clat. Figure it out. And you know he, what I mean? And so. he's had that in the past. Right. And he struggled really hard on other teams. Yeah. And, and it just gets in your head. And it, and Dusty's, Dusty's a little more mental than a lot of a lot of guys, I think. And I think it helps that I was a moto guy and raced, and I even own my own suspension company yeah, for you 15 right. years. So yeah. I totally get it. Right. Where a lot of people just don't understand it, and they're questioning me. And I, I know that was the right decision. Um, it might have pissed. You mean, you mean there was some mumbling and grumblings in Canadian motocross pits? No, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They, they you guys could... are all a bunch of like, all of you. You just, you, you're, and, and, and you're included, Andy. You're all just, and I, and I guess it's different in the U.S. because there's so many more people, but. You got there's a core of like a hundred people, and it's just nothing but one hundred and three chatting with each other. You know what I mean? It's just funny. That's all. So everybody knows each other's business. Well, it's, everybody has an opinion on it. No, it's cool. It's Don't, so much tighter in yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and we we hear about that when the U.S. riders come up. They're like, "Wow, yeah. this is so laid back. Yeah. And I can walk over to Bobby K's truck and talk yeah. to him." At Walton, and, me, Canary, and Dusty watched from your tent. Canary, the guy he's battling with. We're watching the races from your tent. <laughs> and you had shade, you had water, you yes, had food. Yes. It was great. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really unique thing about the Canadian series. There's no doubt about it, and and it's cool. It's a cool, unique thing about the Canadian series. Yep. Um. So, all right. So let's move on from from there. Uh, Montreal. Let's talk about that. Uh, Jeremy got second when, behind you, Cole Thompson. Yep, he got second. And uh, Dusty did not do well. Uh, Dusty, it, it, the thing was, it was a brand new bike. Oh, did he ride the new one there? He rode the I new didn't know one. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> one Supercross per year for Dusty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's won it before. I mean, he's a good rider. He's a good rider, but let's go back again. And Gurky and Canary came off a full-on Supercross right. season. 
those guys did 18 supercrosses plus put a million 17, 17 yep and did a million laps on their supercross tracks mm-hmm. dusty did one day of real testing on a supercross track dialing in a new bike trying to figure it out i mean yeah it's it's kind of like right. impossible mm-hmm. the the what he was going into yeah yeah i mean like yeah so he was battling with the guys that aren't really supercross guys right tyler medaglia you know he was out there mm-hmm. battling uh tyler bowers was doing really well until he fell down uh-huh. he would have been up there battling with gurky and uh with yeah. canary, canary for sure. yeah yeah so i i just think um maybe in the future if, if we're going to do this right i'm just going to have to hire some u.s supercross guys yeah but there's not that many u.s supercross well, you, guys riding you KTMs. asked me about michael lessie a couple years ago and didn't you talk to Tony? You wanted a lot of money. No, it wasn't, oh, wasn't, oh, too, wasn't bad. Bad? Okay. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but it, uh, the problem was... I thought you were like, oh my God, he wanted too much money. No, it seemed like Tony and Mike forgot that he was getting married on the same day. I imagine that. <laughs> and we were only like a month away. Right. And I mean, we prepared everything. And then it came down to the wire like a week before. Right. And, uh, well, oh, we're getting... My son's getting married that weekend. I'm like... You're like, uh like you'd know like months ahead that date. Do you feel like you should have just maybe been uh in Belgium instead of Montreal? Instead of effing over the Canadian Nations team, Andy? Uh, maybe it just would have been better if you went to Lomo. I don't know. That 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 track that sand track was it, brutal. It was pretty brutal. I don't actually. know. Uh I talked to Cole Thompson about it afterwards and I think he said, Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I was fine with not going. I mean let's look at a guy like Chisholm. He's yeah. an awesome sand rider. He is. He's in shape, and he came off that track and going, yeah. wow, that track just yeah. kicked my ass. Well, can we just do something about across the nations? I know we've talked about this before, but, hmm? I mean, you just had a big CMRC meeting. I mean, did anything come up about that? I, I know it's not it's Montreal, and it's CMA, so it's not even necessarily CMRC's issue or, or to deal with, but what are we doing? It's it's. It's really political and complicated, the oh. whole motocross the nations with the Canadian racing. Uh, the doesn't, CM- it, doesn't it just get you mad? It does. I understand now that I'm in corporate. I understand more about it and right. understand it that um, the CMA, you know, is the body of the FIM. But the CMA really doesn't do a heck of a lot, and they're hanging on by their fingernails. And I cannot understand the life of me how the FIM world does not see this in Canada that. What, this is the second or third or tenth time I, we haven't sent a good Canadian I team? emailed some people from the FIM to ask that very same question as a journalist. Please explain why this is happening. Can you not, do you need an update? Are you stuck in 85? Do you need, does the internet work over there? And I never got a reply back. I, I can't get an answer back as to why these people refuse to. I, I really don't know either. And, right. you know, talking with... Mark Stallybrass, Lawrence Hacken, guys that have had conversations, mm-hmm. gone over to Europe and talked to the FIM people. They're just like, no, it's the CMA. It's the CMA. And I'm like. But re- regardless of that, it was Montreal Supercross. So you were you had to go there. I had to go to Montreal. It's in my backyard. Why don't you build it out of your contracts? Hey, we're not going to Montreal if the motocross the nations. Sorry. Well. You're going to have to watch the buggies and everything. And that's it. <laughs> the sponsors that pay the bills prefer us to yeah, race the Canadian. Andy, Montreal isn't what it used to be. You got to tell these guys that. Tell Royal and Red Bull. Tell them. they like, listen, guys, it's not what it used to be. It's a, it's what? I heard, I looked at some photos this year. It had to be 15,000 people there, if that. Uh, it looked pretty uh, poor. It was poor. 
It was uh, it was not good. It's not what it used to be when you raced and what no, it was no, for no. decades. Oh man, we had double headers of yeah. fifty thousand plus. Yeah, uh, that's because I was there. Do you need Do you need me to write a letter <laughs> to Red, Royal and Red Bull? I mean, I'll I'll vouch for this. No, they 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 I mean, they get it, but it's you know yeah. above their pay grade. The boss is above them. That you know say well, hey, do we got to do something. What can we do? Well, let's see what happens in thirteen. Uh, All right. I've heard some. Uh, oh, you have. I've heard okay. that scheduling will not possibly be on the same days okay so hey you mentioned earlier well let's hope so for the for the love of god because mm. if if we send a team of colt thompson dusty clatt and Col- colton fasciati i think we have a very good chance to top 10 if not better i really truly believe that on a track like germany yeah yeah uh, i believe Hard pack so. and you know yeah it's like a real motocross track uh hey you mentioned earlier sebastian tortelli was in montreal this is off before i hit record um Anything to do? Anything in the future with that? Anything? Um... Well, Tortelli has a, a r- really good program uh, training uh, amateurs and pros here mm-hmm. in uh, Southern California on KTM's. Yeah. And uh, my boss, Florian, um, has worked a program with him uh, in the U.S. And uh, he thought it would be a good uh, decision to bring him out uh, to get him involved with the Canadians. So yeah. I took the step and said, "Hey, why don't we bring him out from Montreal to get him to see our riders and understand a little bit more?" Right. And he came out, and uh, I mean, super cool. I really enjoyed talking to him. Great guy, yeah. Awesome, great story. Humble, really easy right. going. You know, just told it the you, way it yeah. is. You'd never know the guy was, you know, two-time world champion and, no. and all the things. And, that he's you done. know, just missed out in the U.S. nationals. Right. Uh, I remember asking him, "Who was the biggest pain in your ass in America, yeah. r- uh, racing weekend to weekend over the years that you were here?" And he goes, "Ricky Carmichael." Yeah. I said, "Man, he was on the same team as you." Every, on Honda, Suzuki's, yeah, yeah. and Cowies. He's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so he was in a in a bad time yeah. to race. A lot of guys were. I mean, he had to ride over his head to try and beat that guy, but right. I mean, awesome guy but, to work with. But you got JSR, so. Well, uh. we have JSR, but we were just looking outside the box yeah. in California because Dusty goes down there. Our head office is in California. Yeah. Uh, we thought that we could, uh, you know, use him for uh, – a riding coach, maybe some training. He's based out there. Yep. Just we're just throwing different ideas around. Right, right. And so, so we're still working on the whole yeah, program. Possibly, right now. maybe not, maybe mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, Canadian series. Let's touch on that. Uh, twenty thirteen schedule. What uh, what, what have you? What do you know? What's going on with it? Well, I know it's nine rounds again. It's going to start in June. It's going to start uh, in the West Coast at Nanaimo, Kamloops. Go, go east again. Yeah. Kamloops, yep. Calgary. Sounds like Edmonton's on on board. Yeah. Um. And then we're going to do a couple weeks off and then Gophers back in the program and then the same hole. I believe the schedule's changed a little bit. We're San yeah. a little earlier than it was. Uh, and then there's going to be a gap before Walton. Same thing, a week yeah. off for Walton yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and maybe a different Quebec location from what I hear, Rumblings? I've heard uh, that uh, Mark Stylebrass is talking to different promoters. Yeah. Uh, apparently the old promoter is a little bit over it. He's been doing it at that track for 30-plus years. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. At St. Julie and... Uh, I hear a couple track like Deschambeau, Overton, a couple yeah. different locations are in the running. Some epic tracks in Quebec. Uh, I mean, they right. would be. I mean, we've had some awesome races at Overton in the day, and some, even, yeah. you know, some good ones at uh, Deschambeau. Right, right. So, don't know. We'll don't see. Know. I yeah. guess we'll get the schedule soon. Right. Um, well, that's cool. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. My pleasure. I enjoyed coming over to seeing the man cave and all these cool yeah. jerseys. Up, a lot of fairy jerseys. Yeah, yeah, shocking. I know it's shocking. Yeah. I know you. I mean, if you know me, you know that it's you know I'm not a big fan at all. Um, Kyle Beaton in the corner there. Kyle Beaton. 
Looks yep. like uh, old Beats may be hanging it up. Poor guy. Yeah, uh, he had a rough year. Yeah, he did, and uh, maybe he should have took your offer a couple years back. I right? tried. You did make an offer. I did. Yeah. I tried. I tried. I feel bad for the kid. The kid's had a really tough right. 10 years. Let me ask you this, and this is something that we talked about. Maybe me and the Noof did, talked about this. I think we did. Who's the up-and-coming Canadian kid? Who, uh, Colton, Dusty, you know, they're getting up there. Tyler. Who's, I mean, I, I watch these guys at Edmonton and Walton, uh, Richard Gray, Dylan Kalin, Allison Brothers. Who's who's going to be, who, who can be a future champion? Good question. Uh, 450 guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who, who could be a future 450 champion? Like, who who's ready to step up? Well. I think you kind of just, like, pick them a little bit, right? Like. Well, some of the guys have. There's somebody that catches your eye? Well. I mean, Kevin Benoit is a oh, guy. God. That... Okay, yeah, besides him. I mean, he's a French guy on your team. Oh. Um... I would say Kevin is already, you know. Yeah, he. I mean, we know what he can do. But can Kevin he... be the next great 450 Canadian rider? I think in, in a couple eyes? years he could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think because look at look what the other riders right now. Uh, Moffenbauer had a horrible year this mm-hmm. year. Had a great year the year yeah. before. Um, not sure where he's going to go this year. I heard he's going to go to the lights class. Just try the lights. Yeah. Um, Kyle Keast. Well, with the purse money, I mean, yeah. Kyle Keast uh, had a rough year. Not sure what he's going to do. Right. Um, you know, he's he works for a living and races. I'm not sure that he can, you know, yeah. be number one at that. Provincial, maybe do a couple nationals. Yeah, great. Richard Gray, I don't think he'll be a top 450 guy. I think he'll improve in the lights class, but smaller frame guy. Yeah, not sure about that. Um, Tyler Medaglia, not sure. I think he's had a couple kicks at the can. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, no, I mean, looking at the lights class more. When you look at the lights class, who's going to be like? And uh, again, I just I throw them all in a hat. You could just pick them out, like Kalen Gray. Allison's, um, uh, I know I'm missing somebody that off the top of my head. And I, oh, Spencer Knowles who had a good year this year. Put it together, maybe finally, sort of. I just feel like you can just, they're all the same guy. They're, None of them shine more than the other. No, they don't. They're all, when the they're race solid, starts. They're solid. They're great. But, yeah, they're yeah. all in the same pack all right, the time. They're right, all battling. Right. Usually right. one of the Allisons, either one of them gets a great start, and then the next week it's the other one, and yeah, it's the yeah. other one. And right. it's like. I don't know that that none of them really at the moment have jumped out right. and, and got. Su- Spencer has shown some really yes great weekends here and there, but he's not Mister Consistent. He never has been. Yeah. So he needs to work on that, and maybe he could be the next lights guy. Right. To get there, if Beats kind of hangs it up. Yeah. Um, he could be the next guy. Uh, there's some younger kids in the 85s and oh, yeah? that are coming yeah. up. Western Canada, uh, Jesse Pettis uh-huh. on Cowie's uh, right now. He's he's got uh, a potential bright future for him. He, he's another small small kid that uh, hopefully he grows and uh, he can be a good 450, 250 guy. There's a couple kids up in Kelowna and Kamloops on 85s that are killing it right now. Okay, um, so there's some hope there. There's what some hope. Yep. Uh, Quebec, not much happening right now. There's no new JSRs yeah. or Carls or Marco Dubes right now. I, I guess in a sense, if Cole Thompson sticks around, he could do it. I don't know if he will. Well, he's another guy like Colton. I was, a little, I was a little bit bummed that he took a, a leading edge deal, or he most likely will be taking a leading edge deal, because I feel like he's got to give this U.S. thing two, three, four years. And I know it's it's super easy for me to say that because I'm not the one footing the bill. But Well, he, and I've I've talked to his dad many times. I He used to ride KTMs back in the day oh, he when did? I first started. Yeah. and. 
they came to me and said, Good listen. Good job letting that go. I had no choice. I mean, they joined uh, the Suzuki Cernix program, and I think oh, they yeah. got like 30 RM80s or something. <laughs> you were like, I can give you four. I'm <laughs> like, there's no way I can compete. And plus, they right. race in the U.S. almost all the time. Yeah. So that doesn't help my Canadian racing and my budget in Canada. Yeah. I mean, I got to hire Canadians to race in Canada. I don't mind them racing across the border once in a while, but it's to really focus on Canadian racing. And uh, I, I, there was no choice. I had to let them go, and yeah. uh, I couldn't compete. And I've talked to him about racing in Canada, and he's like, you know what? I can probably get a deal in Canada anytime I want. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try and stay in America and try and make it happen. But, man, I mean, he's against the odds. A Canadian getting a, a full-on top deal, first, that's going to be a pretty tough deal yeah. against all the American riders. There's so many fast, lights riders out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think he, I personally think he should have stayed on his 450 yeah, uh, Honda. Honda, yeah. And stuck around on it because he was he was cracking the top ten, yeah, eight, seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, he sh he could have probably got a, a really good s satellite support program for next year, and maybe decent parts, saved the money that he was putting into it, the better training, more practicing, and maybe moved up a little bit. I know we don't usually see a 450 guy show up not having raced the lights class and prove yeah. himself. You know, like Barsha, right, right, everybody, know, yeah, everybody. This could maybe different angle and. Um, it, it's hard to ride a lights bike. Uh, Tortelli told me the lights class in America is war. Yeah. You go, you're going into war. It's, it's a battle and there's the, the, the guy that survives is going to win. Yeah. And hands down. So if you can't ride at that ability, both motos pinned for the whole season, don't even bother. Yeah. And plus you and need have a good bike and then you need a wicked you need fast a, you need bike. A bike. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you got to have the fitness, you got to be able to ride and then you got to have a killer team behind you. And those 250Fs cost a fortune to make them fast. Yeah. And if you can't ride a bike that's, you don't get a fast bike, you're not going to do that great. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter how fast or how good of a rider you are. You're not going to pull a, you know, those yeah. factory KTMs no. up a hill or whatever. Or maybe the Pro Circuit Cowies or them Geico too. Hondas. Yeah, them those, too. Those, those, those shitty bikes too. No, no. I didn't say shit. <laughs> I, I know, just said I know, those I know, guys. I know. <laughs> I got it. Hey, uh, Andy White, KTM Racing Team Manager. Thank you for... Uh, Coming in and doing the BTOsports.com direct motocross podcast show. Like I said, you always better when you're here than over the phone. Uh, always like talking to you, one of the honest guys uh, out there, and uh, call it like you see it. And uh, good luck with everything, man. And let's go enjoy that Endurocross. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, on Saturday night. Uh, come on down, check it out. If you're in, in Vegas, yeah. amateurs all morning, all afternoon, and then pros in the night, it should be a good night. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy.